This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, August 3rd. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nally. Here's today's headlines. USDA funding bill has $7 billion for disaster aid. Input costs, drought, worry, ag bankers, and EPA approves Paraquat for use. U.S. Department of Agriculture funding bill includes $7 billion in disaster aid. A fiscal 2022 funding bill for USDA and the Food and Drug Administration sent it to the full Senate Appropriations Subcommittee. The bill, which was approved last night by the committee's Agriculture Subcommittee, includes about $7 billion in supplemental assistance for farmers who have been affected by drought and other natural disasters. The disaster funding includes $6.28 billion for USDA's WIP Plus program to cover losses in both 2020 and 2021 and an additional $750 million targeted to livestock producer losses this year. USDA's Reconnect Broadband Grant and Loan Program would get another $700 million. Altogether, the bill would provide $25.9 billion in total spending for the next fiscal year. That's a $2.46 billion increase from fiscal 21. The full Appropriations Committee will consider the bill tomorrow. Input costs and drought worry ag bankers. Ag bankers are seeing significantly better loan repayment rates this year, a sign of the strong commodity markets. But Kansas City Fed economist Courtney Cowley says there are concerns about the impact of the drought across the West and the upper Midwest. And she says bankers also are worried that increases in production costs could bite farmers if commodity prices come back down. That's something that has bankers very concerned because there's a lot of uncertainty still surrounding commodity prices. And they know that if commodity prices come down, we're going to be stuck at these levels of higher input costs, said Cowley. She was speaking yesterday during the annual meeting of the Agricultural and Applied Economics Association. Fertilizer prices in particular have soared this year. Loan repayment rates have improved significantly across five Fed Reserve districts, including Chicago, Dallas, Kansas City, Minneapolis, and St. Louis. Dallas hasn't shown as much improvement as the others, possibly because of issues in the livestock sector, Callie said. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak. After this, located in Washington, D.C., Watkinson Miller has been providing legal services to the agriculture industry for more than 30 years. The attorneys at Watkinson Miller possess a unique combination of knowledge, skills, and experience working with commodity boards and their partner organizations and the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Watkinson Miller is proud to serve the agriculture community by delivering top-quality legal services that achieve cost-effective results. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. EPA approves Paraquat for use with some restrictions. The Environmental Protection Agency will continue to allow aerial applications of Paraquat, a herbicide that is the subject of lawsuits around the country, that allege exposure to it has caused Parkinson's disease. In its interim registration review decision made public yesterday, EPA said 
there is limited but insufficient epidemiological evidence to conclude that there is a clear association or casual relationship between occupational paraquat exposure and Parkinson's. EPA said its decision includes new mitigation measures, including prohibiting pressurized handgun and backpack sprayer applications, requiring enclosed cabs or respirators for the ground boom applications, and increasing the restricted entry interval, or REI, for several crops. The agency initially proposed to prohibit aerial applications, but said based on new data it received, it would allow aerial applications on up to 350 acres within a 24-hour period for all uses except cotton desiccation. Food companies form new group to address welfare of broiler chickens. Seven food and restaurant companies have formed a new group to improve the way broiler chickens are raised. The U.S. Working Group for Broiler Welfare, facilitated by Compassionate World Farming and Blue House Sustainability Consulting, quote, aims to support members in exploring workable strategies and creative solutions for transitioning supply chains through the lens of the welfare standards outlined in the Better Chicken Commitment, the group said in a news release. That commitment, quote, sets a baseline welfare standard for breed selection, space allocation, environmental enrichment, slaughter method, and third-party auditing. The companies are Aramark, Compass Group, Nestle USA, Panera Bread, Shake Shack, Sodexo, and Target. U.S. chicken paw exports to China seen rising this year. The U.S. exported about 202,000 metric tons of chicken paws to China in 2020. The swift pace of trade already this year has spurred USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service to predict that volume will be even higher this year. FAS said it now expects China to import more than 250,000 tons of the paws this year. That would account for nearly half of all China's paw imports. U.S. exports of chicken paws to China have grown dramatically that since the United States regained market access for poultry products after the signing of the U.S.-China Economic Trade Agreement, FAS said in the new analysis from its office in Beijing. Selling chicken paws to China is extremely profitable for U.S. producers because there is virtually no domestic consumer market for the product. U.S. producers would only get a fraction of the sales value if they had to sell the paws to renderers in the U.S. DMC payments trigger for June. Producers enrolled in the dairy margin coverage will receive a payment for June. The average margin for June was $6.24 per hundredweight. Operations that selected Tier 1 margin coverage between $7 and $9.50 and Tier 2 coverage levels between $6.50 and $8 will receive a payment. Payments are triggered when the difference between all milk price and average feed cost fall below the producer-selected margin trigger. Previous payments have triggered in January, February, March, April, and May. That according to USDA. Cattle thief gets 12-year sentence. A Texas man has been sentenced to 12 years in prison after selling about $44,000 worth of stolen cattle at auctions in Oklahoma and Arkansas. That according to the Texas and Southwestern Cattle Raisers Association. 
Jay Lee Parker was hired to care for 433 head of cattle by a Texas family that later discovered 83 head were missing. The Texas and Southwestern Cattle Raisers Association and Arkansas Department of Agriculture investigated and found that Parker had secretly sold the cattle at an auction. Here's today's He Said It. Carbon in the air, bad. Carbon in the soil, good. Pay the farmer. That was former Kansas Senator Pat Roberts quoting former Representative Glenn English, an Oklahoma Democrat, with a whimsical definition of carbon sequestration at the Ag Media Summit in Kansas City yesterday. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, August 3rd, brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Dowling.